Welcome to the Ray of Hope Church podcast. We believe that hope changes everything, so get ready for an encouraging message from the Word of God. We pray that you would receive wisdom and revelation as you grow in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We serve a great big God. Stand with me this morning. So good to see you. We're glad you're here. Time Change Sunday, not my favorite Sunday of the year. And the only good thing about Time Change Sunday is you get to preach for another hour. <laughs> Carrie just shook her head, said, no, you're not. And no, I'm not. Let's pray together. Father, we're so grateful to be here in your presence. Speak to us by your word. Let your Holy Spirit grip our hearts. We love you today. Help your servant. We ask it in Jesus' holy name. And everybody said, amen. You may be seated. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm glad you're here today. According to the Apostle Peter, who preached the very first sermon on the day of Pentecost, we live in a prophetic atmosphere. The Holy Spirit brings the prophetic to our life. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall have visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And so today, we are looking at the possibilities that God has for each and every one of us here today. And those prophetic visions and dreams are all about the possibilities in our life. And I know that you cannot have all the possibilities in your life unless God enables us to have those possibilities. So question, are there possibilities in your life and my life that we haven't yet realized? And the answer is absolutely yes. And to do that, then we need to dream big dreams. We need to pray bold prayers and have decisive action in our lives. I remember a few years ago, I was with my youngest son, Matthew, in his freshman uh, orientation at the University of Oklahoma, and David Bourne, who was the president of Oklahoma University at that time and the governor of Oklahoma at one uh, stint, he gave a speech at Lloyd Noble Coliseum, and there were thousands of people there, all the incoming freshmen and their families that were uh, there. And I'll never forget the, the speech that he gave, and he went back to the beginning of the University of Oklahoma. Of course, Oklahoma was only a territory at that time, and he talked about a group going to Kansas, and they inscripted David Boyd, B-O-Y-D, to be the first president at the University of Oklahoma. And so he came from Kansas on a train, and those who were, um, you know, bringing him in and those uh, regents of the university who wanted him to be the first president, they took him to the site that would be the University of Oklahoma. Now, you can imagine with me there was nothing there. And so they took him to the Prairie of Oklahoma, right there at Norman, and they said, this is going to be the University of Oklahoma. And they were afraid when he looked at nothing, he was going to get back on the train and go back to Kansas. But David Boren said this, and this is inscripted in the Oklahoma Hall of Fame. He said, David Boyd said, what possibilities? Oh, the possibilities. Let me tell you, God has possibilities in your life. And you may have come here today hurting. Maybe you've had pain. Maybe some things have happened since last week or last month in your life. But I'm going to talk to you about the possibilities that God can bring in your life. Now, if that exchange of what possibilities, he stayed on as the president of the University of Oklahoma, and picture with me, 69 students started that endeavor. The only books in the university library was what David Boyd brought in his suitcase. 
So today, there's almost 30,000 students. There's almost 5 million volumes in the Oklahoma University Library. And in the first 18 months, he planted 10,000 trees on the Oklahoma prairie that would be the University of Oklahoma. Now, let me tell you, that guy looked at nothing and said, there's got to be possibilities here. And you and I, sometimes we look at sometimes nothing or a bad situation, and we have to say, is there possibilities here? And absolutely, there will always be if God's in it. If you have your Bible, turn with me to 1 Chronicles chapter 4. And this is a prayer that maybe you have heard and even heard taught on, and maybe you've never heard it before because it's rather an obscure prayer. This is... uh, A man by the name of Jabez. Now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. Bold prayers call out and cry out from deep inside of us. Let me tell you, there is a day, and I believe it's today, that you and I need to be praying some bold prayers. And those bold prayers aren't, I lay me down to sleep. How many of you are going to help me preach this morning? It's not, I lay me down to sleep. I want you to look here. He says, oh, that you would. Folks, we need some people praying some, oh, God, prayers. I mean, lifting up your voice, calling out, crying out. Matter of fact, the Hebrew word here is the word kara, which means to call out, cry out to someone, a summon, an invitation, a request for an encounter. Listen, we need more than a sermon. We need more than rules and regulations and doctrine that some denomination has. We need an encounter with Almighty God. And to have that encounter, sometimes we have to call out to God, cry out to God, and say, Oh, that you would. Listen, Psalm chapter 34, verse 17. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. Psalm 57, 2, I will cry out to God most high, to God who performs all things for me. Galatians 4, 6, and because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Sometimes we need to cry out, Oh, Father, I need your help. Oh, Father, I need to get deeper in your word. Oh, Father, I need to have this done in my life. I need to be rescued from this. I need you to change my marriage. I need you to change my health. I need you to change my job. Oh, God, I'm crying out to you. Folks, we as a church needs to be praying some bold prayers. Can I hear an amen? amen? Let me ask you a question. When's the last time you cried out in desperation to God? Has it been too long? I mean, did you get in your prayer closet driving down the road, tears running down your face? Or maybe it was in a service like this. All of a sudden, the Spirit of God moved on you, and the Holy Spirit began to rise up in you, and you began to cry out to God. You began to call out to God. Why? Because we're in desperate need of God. 
I mean, we live in a country, we live in a society, we live in a culture. We should be crying out to God because our world's headed in a wrong direction. And you and I need to be crying out to God. So I want you to see something here because we're in this series called Limitless. And the, the sermons are going to be, Pastor Matt preached last week, Big Dreams. Say that with me big dreams and today we're preaching bold prayers and then next week it's what decisive action now listen if you go from big dreams to decisive action you missed you skipped a process here and it's very important that we don't go from hey I've got a big dream I've got a big a vision in my life so let's just get with it let's have de- decisive action no if you miss the next step You've missed a very important part of what we're trying to teach here. You see, if I move from big dreams to decisive action, then I'm saying, God, I can do this on my own. How many of you know you cannot do this on your own? If you're going to see God move in your life in a supernatural way, you better cry out to him. You better call out to him. Because let me tell you something, we need him in our life. Now, if you skip, if you skip it, then we're going to see what you can do by yourself. If you miss the next step of bold prayers, you're going to see, okay, God, this is what I can do. This is how I'm going to do it. Now, listen, we all need God. Can I hear an amen? You see, when seemingly ordinary people pray extraordinary prayers, amazing things can happen in our lives. And that's thematic through the Bible. Now, if you look at this guy by the name of Jabez, Jabez is crying out for help. He's saying, oh, God. Now, there's no mention of a father here. Have you noticed the mother's mentioned but not a father? We we don't know what happened there. And this mother that's bearing him and this this labor, this travail, she, she names him Jabez, which means pain. How would you like to go all through your life and your name means I'm a pain? How many of you know that person? No, don't look at him. Don't hold up your hand. But this guy has a moniker. He, he has something put on his life, and he goes all through his life with the name Pain. No mention of a father, a mother that names him Pain, and he's crying out specifically, notice this, the God of Israel. He's not saying, is anybody up there? You know, sometimes people just say, is anybody up there? It's like the old story, the guy who fell off the cliff, grabbed a root hanging from the side of the cliff, and he begins to cry out to God, says, God, help me, help me, help me. And the Lord speaks from heaven, and he says, just let go, I'll take care of you. <laughs> then the guy says, is there anybody else up there? Sometimes we're just crying out, is anybody up there? No, listen, how many of you know, we ought to be praying specific prayers. The God of Israel. And in the day that Jabez lived, most of the people around here were polytheistic. They believed in multiple gods. But how many of you know there's only one true living God? And you and I need to be specific in our prayers. Oh, God. And how many of you know we are specific in who he is? Break down this prayer with me. Let's look at it. That you would bless me indeed. How many of you need the blessing of God in your life? I do. I need his favor, I need his blessing, I need his strength, I need his wisdom. God bless me. Then he said, enlarge my territory. Could I stop there just for a minute? 
Folks, we in America, we have got so comfortable in what we have, we just sit and park it. This guy is praying a bold prayer. Lord, this is where I am today, but I don't want to stay here today. I want you to what? Enlarge my territory. We don't want to have a family like that. We don't want to have a church like that. Oh, Lord, it's good. We're just going to be content with what we have. That's not a bold prayer. A bold prayer is the prayer of Jabez. God, enlarge my territory. Let me keep growing, progressing, stretching, gaining, pushing to the mark, the calling, the high calling. God, just let me go forward and not park here. Sometimes our own limitations are our limitations because we put walls up in our life and we say, this is as far as I'm going to go. You don't need to do that. I don't need to do that. We need to keep growing and pushing and pressing. He said, God, enlarge my territory. That your hand would be upon me. I want to be having your consistent guidance. I want your divine omnipresence in my life, God. Keep me from evil. Turn the wicked one away from my life. Let me not walk in the flesh. Don't let me cause other people pain. In my success, don't let me step on other people as I go higher. Let me lift them up as I go. God, I don't want to be called pain anymore. I want to be called the one who is growing and stretching and becoming. Can I hear an amen to that? That's what you need to be. That's what I need to be. I need to be going forward. And that is the prayer of Jabez. And God granted what he requested. You have not because you ask not. You know, bold prayers can also redirect our life. Has your life ever needed to be redirected? Either you got caught on high center, or maybe something got you off track, or maybe you got lazy, and, and maybe you said, well, I'll go to church next week or next week or next week or next week. Or, or maybe you're not doing what God called you to do. Or you got caught up into something else. Maybe you're interested more in softball than you are heaven. Maybe you're more interested in Lake Texoma than you are glory. And nothing wrong with any of these things. But let me tell you, you've got to have right priorities. And I've got to have right priorities. But if, if I kind of start skewing, and I have, I'm just like the rest of you. I'm not perfect, you know, like Matt. But listen, we, we all got to go, go the right way. Sometimes we have to have bold prayers to redirect our lives. Um, let me tell you about a guy who needed redirected. His name was Jonah. He, he was called to go to Nineveh, and he did not like the Ninevites. Matter of fact, these pagan people, they were so cruel and wicked that he didn't even want them to be saved. And so now, when God says, I want you to go preach and cry out to the Ninevites, instead of going to where Nineveh was, he went the exact opposite direction. I mean, his whole Saga, journey, was a journey down. He, he went down from Joppa. He went down to the port. He went down to the seashore. He went down to the ship, and he went down in the ship, and then he kept going down, didn't he? I mean, this guy's going down, 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 down. Why? He's headed the wrong direction. And then the storm hits. 
And I can't believe it, but I, I believe the word of God. He looked at him and he said, guys, I'm the reason for the storm. Just throw me over. Give me the heave-ho. And they did, and the storm ceased. But a whale or a big fish swallowed Jonah and took him down to the bottom of the water. Let's read it. Chapter 2, verse 1, Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the fish's belly. Let me stop there. You know he'd been there for three days. Now, I don't know about you. How many of you would have prayed the moment you went overboard? Come on now. How many of you would have prayed the moment that the fish gulped you down? He waited three days to pray. I wonder why. Let me surmise why. If you're running from God, if you're out of the will of God, sometimes we wonder, would God even hear me if I prayed? You ever thought that? I have. God, I'm so far from you. I've been in such rebellion against you. I don't know if you'd even hear me if I prayed. And after three days in the belly of the fish, he prayed. And he said, I cried out to the Lord because of my affliction. And he answered me, out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and you heard me, for you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas. The flood surrounded me, all your billows and your waves passed over me. Then I said, I've been cast out of your sight, yet I will look again toward your holy temple. When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer went up to you in your holy temple. Those who regard worthless idols forsake their own mercy. But I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay what I vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. So the Lord spoke to the fish, and it vomited Jonah into dry land. How many of you know Jonah was an upchuck? <laughs> There's a little joke at our house. Uh, I hate throwing up. Anybody here hate throwing up? I mean, I hate throwing up. And so Carrie and the boys says, whenever you throw up, it's a big production. I mean, I'm around the porcelain altar selling Buicks, and it is a big production. And the, the great fish vomited Jonah out. How would you like to have been on the shore that day? And that big fish swam up, that whale swam up to the, to the shore and began to... <laughs> began to gag, and all of a sudden Jonah... It didn't say he walked out. How many of you know what the Bible said? He was vomiting. This is projectile vomiting. I'll tell you, this is really great preaching this morning. This is projectile vomiting. And this guy who's been in the belly of the whale for three days, gastric juices bleaching him out with all kind of stuff hanging off of him, and he hits the beach. I would repent if I heard him, wouldn't you? This guy is running from God. Jonah is in rebellion. He is headed the wrong direction. He's frustrating the grace of God by what he's doing. But God's grace is still pursuing him. Let me tell you something. If you're here today and you say, Pastor Mike, I've messed up. I'm in trouble. Listen, I haven't done everything right. Can I tell you something? God's grace is still pursuing you. You hadn't messed up that much. You hadn't gone that far off direction. The grace of God is still looking for you, pursuing you, seeking you out. 
Let me tell you, God's wanting to grab a hold of you, not with the fish, but by his mercy, his mercy, his grace, his loving kindness. God's going to get up to you. Listen, God doesn't quit loving us because we mess up. He still loves us. And if you're here today and say, how could God love somebody like me? I'll tell you why. Because he can love somebody like me and you and all of us because we've all messed up and fallen short of the glory of God. But yet his grace is still pursuing us. The love of God is bigger than what we could ever imagine. And so a bold prayer can redirect your life. Here's the third thing I want to share with you. Bold prayers bring about the desires of our hearts. Have you ever wanted something really bad that, that God was moving in your life and you felt like God was going to use you or there was, a, there was a goal in your life, there was a vision in your life, there's a dream in your life? Listen, if that's true, then you need to begin to pray bold prayers. This is one. Listen as I read 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 9. So Hannah rose after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. Now Eli the priest was sitting on the seat by the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord, and she was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. And then she made a vow, said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall come upon his head. This young lady is praying a bold prayer. I mean, she has tried to have children, and she's bearing, and now in the temple she is saying, God, I am asking you for a male child. How many of you know God heard? And when that baby was born, she called him Samuel. Shamuel is the Hebrew, and it means, the L means God. It means God heard. God heard a bold prayer. And now this baby is born. You know, bold prayers can be birthing prayers. Maybe you're trying to birth something. It could be a business. It could be a family. It could be a new life in Christ. Maybe you're taking the first steps. Now, all of a sudden, in this, this boldness, you and I were at the place. We're saying, God, where do I go from here? Well, pray some birthing prayers. Pray a bold prayer. God, where do I go from here? How does this happen? God, this is my desire. You know, Hannah did not want to stay in that condition. Sometimes we get in a condition and we stay there. And let me tell you, God doesn't want you to stay there. And sometimes it takes a bold prayer to get you off of ground zero, get you off high center, to get you moving forward. So listen to what she said. She said, Lord, look on my situation. How many know God already sees? But sometimes we pray, God, do you see where I'm at? Do you know what I'm going through? God, do you see my hurt? Do you see my heart? Do you see my anguish? She prayed in anguish, the Bible said. So, so God, do you see my situation? Lord, remember me and do not forget me. I am your maid servant, and this is what I desire. And God heard a bold prayer, and he sent an answer. And folks, if we'll start praying bold prayers, God hears. So I want to challenge you today. You and I need to start praying bold prayers. Every Sunday morning, almost without fail, I pray bold prayers. Do you? 
Okay, it's really quiet. But every Sunday morning, I pray bold prayers. I mean, I prayed for Matt, and I prayed for Mary and Callie today. Cliff, I prayed for your family today. I prayed for all of our elders and our deacons and our musicians and those in the sound booth. I prayed for those who run the sound and our teachers and our workers and our greeters. I prayed, let me tell you how I pray. Some of you know, I prayed, Lord, from the Red River to Terrell to Ryan to Orica to Claypool to Wilson all the way over to Lone Grove and Ardmore and Hilton and Fox, and Ratliff City, and County Line, and Foster, and Elmore City, all the way to Antioch, and to Velma, and Bray, and Dole, and Cox City, and Rush Springs, and Chickasha, and Marlow, and Duncan, and Comanche, and Hewland, and Sterling, and Pumpkin Center, and Lord, all the way to Walters, and Temple, and Corum, and Hastings, and Loco. God, wake your people up this morning. Get them to the house of God. Fill up your house. Fill it with your presence and with the Word of God and with signs and wonders and miracles and healing and grace and mercy and salvation. God, fill up your house. I pray that almost every day before I walk into this place. You say, boy, that's a bold prayer. Are you expecting people from Chickasha and Red River and Lawton and Ardmore to come here? Well, I wouldn't pray it if I didn't expect it because it's a bold prayer. Maybe you need to enlarge your territory. Maybe you need to enlarge your prayers. Maybe you need to have some bold prayers of your own. Quit doing that. Oh, Lord, I lay me down to sleep. Pray a bold prayer. Pray something that it's going to take the power of Almighty God to answer that prayer. Pray a prayer in the Holy Ghost. Begin to pray a prayer that only God could answer that prayer. Can I hear an amen to that? Listen, you and I need to pray some bold prayers. Bold prayers can give us courage and victory. Let me give you a background. The king of Assyria, Sennacherib, is defeating the nations all around that known world. Now he's coming to Judah. He is come in his armies, Rabshakeh, the general. Sennacherib is on another campaign, but Rabshakeh is with the army, this, in, this immense, invincible, seemingly force with, with hundreds of thousands of soldiers. They're coming against Jerusalem. Hezekiah is the king, and he realizes there's no way we're going to defeat these forces. They're holed up in Jerusalem. Then Rabshakeh, he cries out, and he, he says it in their language because he wants everybody to be in fear, and he sends a letter to the king. And this is basically what he says. He said, I don't know if you know this, Hezekiah, but we have defeated every nation around you. Their gods were not able to protect them, and do not think your God will protect you either because we will come against this city and Sennacherib, our great king of Assyria, will have this land. And that letter was sent to Hezekiah. And let me tell you what Hezekiah did. It's recorded here in, First king, in 2 Kings chapter 19. And Hezekiah received the letter from the hand of the messenger. And he read it. 
And Hezekiah went up to the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord. Then Hezekiah prayed before the Lord and said, O Lord God of Israel. Let me stop there. He didn't say Lord God of Israel. What did he say? O Lord God of Israel. There's something in the O. It is a desperate cry. O Lord God of Israel, the one who dwells between the cherubim. You are God, you alone, of all the kingdoms of the earth. You have made the heaven and the earth. Incline your ear, O Lord, and hear. Open your eyes, O Lord, and see. The words of Sennacherib, which has sent to reproach the living God. Truly, Lord, the kings of Assyria have laid waste the nations and their lands and have cast their gods into the fire, for they were not gods. But the work of men's hands, wood and stone, therefore they destroyed them. Now, therefore, O Lord our God, I pray, save us from his hand, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you are the Lord God, you alone. Let me tell you, that's a bold prayer. God, the only way we're going to survive this, you're going to have to show up. I realize their gods were not gods, but you are God. And I'm praying to you, O Lord. I'm crying out to you, O Lord. And when he prayed that bold prayer, here comes the prophet Isaiah. Hezekiah, I got a word from God. How many of you know we need a word from God? We don't need a tingle. We need a word from God. We don't just need an experience, and that's good. We need a word from God. Hezekiah shows up and he says, Thus saith the Lord. Verse 32. Therefore, thus saith the Lord concerning the king of Assyria. He shall not come into this city, nor shoot an arrow there, nor come before it with a shield, nor build a siege mound against it. By the way he came in, the same way he shall return. <laughs> he shall not come into this city, says the Lord, for I will defend this city to save it for my own sake and for my servant David's sake. God is saying, no, no, that's what he says, but this is what I say. You may have a situation today that's screaming out to you, this is what's going to happen, this is what the end's going to be, but how many of you know God may have a different word for you today? So how do I get that word from God? You need to pray a bold prayer, and I need to pray a bold prayer. We need to have a voice that's crying out to God, calling out to God, say, God, here's my situation this is what I need. You are the true living God. And that night, one angel, everybody say one. One angel went to the camp of the Assyrians and killed 185,000 Syrian soldiers. One night, one angel. And when they woke up the next morning, how many of you know the tide had completely turned? You know what they did? They said, you know what, maybe we need to pack up and go home. And that's exactly what they did. Why? Because somebody laid the letter out in the house of God and had a bold prayer and said, God, I have to have your help. You see, in times of trouble, we need to be praying some bold prayers. Anybody got any trouble today? I would surmise a group like this, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people, we, we might have some trouble in our midst. Um, Carrie has trouble all the time. It's me. So she has to pray bold prayers. 
Listen, if you got trouble, you need to be praying some bold prayers. You, you see, you and I, we face some extraordinary things. Marital problems, financial problems, job situations, health issues. With, with so many things in our world and our culture, we need to be praying some very bold prayers. Maybe today you need some new direction. Maybe today you need an answer. And you're wondering where that answer is going to be. I'm asking you to start praying some bold prayers. You say, well, pastor, they're so wild, I don't think I could ever see that happen. Well, listen, if you're trying to see it happen, you've got the wrong message. We're, we're waiting for God to do something, aren't we? We're waiting for him to intervene. We're waiting for him to show up. So begin to pray some bold prayers. James chapter 5, verse 16, the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Would you say that with me this morning? Here we go. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. I believe that, don't you? The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Not because we're powerful. The only way we can be powerful is through God. And we can be powerful through God and effective through God. You know what that verse is saying? It is referring us all the way back to when there was another prophet of God by the name of Elijah who walked into the king of Israel and said, it will not rain again until I say so. And about three years later, he prayed seven times and it began to rain. You know what he's doing? He's praying some very bold prayers. And maybe today you need to cry out from your heart like a Jabez. Or maybe you need to ask for directions like a Jonah. Or maybe you need to say, God, here's the desire of my heart like a Hannah. Or, or maybe you need some courage and strength like a Hezekiah. And every one of those, go back to this, they all prayed a very bold prayer. So what would happen today? When we gather around this altar, what would happen today if you said, okay, God, today I'm going to pray a very bold prayer. Today I'm going to redirect my life. Today I'm going to have courage. I'm going to have strength. I'm going to have the, the desires of my heart to begin to be fulfilled. Lord, today I am going to see my territory expanded because I am not content to be where I am. I'm going to start praying some very bold prayers. Boy, that's a challenge, isn't it? And that's why the Lord said, call unto me and I'll answer. That's from God. God is asking us to call on him. My, my boys live up around Oklahoma City, and we, we've seen a little shift because when they were growing up and in college and beginning their careers, and they would talk about a problem they're having or something they're going through, and I would say this, well, if you would have just asked me, I could have came and helped you. Have you ever done that to your kids? Well, if you had just said something, I could have helped you. And now it's kind of changed a little bit because I tell them what I'm doing. And this is what they say. Well, Dad, if you had just asked, we'd have come and helped you. You know what that means? It means you're getting old. Well, if you just asked, I would have come and helped you. You know what God, your father, is saying? If you would just ask, I'd have come and helped you. If you just asked me, I would have come and helped you. You and I need to start praying 
some very bold prayers. Because God sees the hurt in your heart. He sees the difficulty you're facing. He sees it with your kids, your finances, with your marriage. He sees it with your health. He, he sees it with your desires. He sees it with everything in your life. And God would say, if you would just call on me, I'll answer. If my people, which are called by my name, will pray, I'll answer. Bold, bold prayers. Bow your head with me. Father, today, we're so grateful that you care for us, you love us. And Lord, today we are praying that we would move from safe prayers, ordinary prayers, prayers that really aren't challenging. We're going to move into a territory of bold praying because you're a big God. So Lord, I'm praying today, if there's someone today that does not know you or need to come back to you, that they're going to respond to your grace, your mercy, your love. And today for all of us that are wanting to move forward, to enlarge our territory, to keep growing, expanding, becoming more than we could ever thought we could be. God, that's our prayer. Bold, bold prayers. Let me ask you a couple of questions. If you are here today with a life that's trying to find direction, and if you don't know Jesus Christ, or maybe you wandered like a Jonah away, I want to tell you today, God is wanting to follow you and touch you with his amazing grace. If that's you, and it's going to take some courage to do that, would you lift your hand with mine and say, Pastor Mike, I need the Lord today. I want to be right with him. I want to be where he wants me to be. Thank you. Is there anybody else? I don't want to miss you. This is very, thank you so much. Listen, this is a very critical hour, a critical moment. Thank you. You can put your hands down. Let me ask you another question. Today you may be headed to heaven. You're saved. You're sanctified. You're covered with the blood. But listen, I know all of that can still put us in a situation that we're having challenges. It could be, you know, in any area of your life, and if that's you, and you need God to answer a prayer, answer a situation or circumstance you're in, and I'm going to put my hand up first. If you need prayer for that, would you slip your hand up and say, Pastor, I'm in a situation right now. I could use some help. Thank you. Many hands are going up. I'm going to ask the people who are going to help us pray or prayer a team to come up here and stand uh, with me around this front. Would you all stand with me right now? Before we leave, if you lifted your hand for any reason, or maybe you didn't, but you'd like to pray for someone, or you just want to stand here, and before we leave, I want to pray about something, then I'm going to ask you to come and find someone to pray with or just come and stand here. We're going to pray together as we get ready to leave. I'm going to invite you to come. If you lifted your hand or if you didn't, would you just leave? Come on. Let's give these folks a hand, church. They're coming right now. Come on. We're going to wait for you. People are coming. I'm going to ask you to come stand right here. We're going to pray. Hang on just for a moment as these people come. Aren't you proud of them? They're going to come ask the Lord for help today. Now for the rest of us, 
I want us to circle these people around and let's have as many that can come. Today, Pastor, I'm going to stand at this front and I'm going to pray a bold prayer. Come on. If you want to pray a bold prayer, I don't know what your prayer is about. You don't have to tell me. But I want you to come and let's fill this front up. Let's cry out to God. Oh, God, here I am. This is my situation. How many know it's all right to pray in church? Come on. My house should be called the house of prayer. So we're coming to pray. So come, stand here, whatever your prayer is. Let's pray a bold prayer today. Let's ask God for help. Let's ask Him for direction. Let's ask Him for the desires of our heart to be manifest. Let's ask Him for courage and strength to get through our situation. Come on, let's pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, You're the mighty God. You're the thrice holy God. You are God alone. And Lord, today we are praying some bold prayers. Prayers of miracles. Prayers that are prophetic. Prayers that are powerful. God, we need you to enlarge us, stretch us, grow us. God, we're praying today that you would direct our lives in the right way. God, we're praying today that you would give us the godly desires of our hearts. God, we're asking for strength. We're asking for courage. We're asking for deliverance. We're asking for the kingdom of God to be manifest in our life. God, we're wanting to pray some bold prayers. We thank you for it, Lord. God, we declare it. We call it out. We cry it out. We speak it forth. Bold prayers. Bold prayers. God, grant the request of your people. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. If you're praying, just continue to pray. But those of you who are not praying, look at me just for a minute. Big dreams. Big dreams. But big dreams have to have bold prayers. And then we have to have what? Decisive action. You know, we pray like it all depends on God. Then we start moving like it depends on us too. You know what happens? We, we, we're coming in agreement with God. And He does it through us and among us and for us. Bold prayers. I tell you, I, I about preached myself excited this morning. Bold prayers. Listen, God loves you. You, you, you can't run from him where he can't find you. You just got to submit to him. Because we've all been there, right? Reach over and take the hand of your neighbor there if you if you like to hold hands with somebody. I, I, I want to say a blessing over you. Father, we're so grateful we're here in your name. God, cause your face to shine upon us. Lead us, guide us. Bless your people today. Bless their coming in, bless their going out. Bless their family, bless their finances, bless their jobs, bless their homes. And Father, next Sunday when we gather here, we're going to hear about decisive action, how we can put our feet and move toward the goal that you have for us. But today, Lord, we're going to decide, we're going to pray some very bold prayers. 
And God, we thank you for it in Jesus' holy name. And everybody said, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. God bless you. I love you. We are so thankful you joined us today. We would love to hear from you at rayofhopepodcast at gmail.com. Let us know how you are encouraged and how we can pray for you. Remember, Christ in you is the hope of glory and hope changes everything.